So I feel like this background song is so perfect for this episode. Because I've been telling myself this week, you know, cool down, breathe, be easy, killer. Like you don't want to be out here chopping people's heads off their necks. Calm down. Count to three. <gasps> One of those. Anyway, my week has been very colorful. Like I started the week off, I felt like Sunday I started the week off very well. Because I had a little pamper me day. But I had this very bad migraine for like 48 hours so i decided you know what it's too bad i can't sleep i can't rest i can't do anything so i went to go get it checked out come to find out one of my tooth was pressing against my nerve so i had to get the tooth pulled and you know what just to throw it out there dental insurance is a scam because they ain't even cover anything like i still had to come out of 300 out of my pocket like i was y'all i was so mad and then okay so i got that done right can't really eat no food like i want to gotta eat soft stuff and you know what i'm okay with that because i have to experience that every single month with braces like every time i get my braces tightened i know you know it's just like a transaction like once you make the transaction once they actually tighten the braces you got a couple hours until the pain actually hit or you might have a couple hours until like the transaction actually hit your account and then you know it's gonna be about two to four business days without real food and it's gonna be two to four business days until something processed on your account so that's the way that i give my example of that but you know i was cool with that not being able to eat okay but then i lost my debit card i lost my debit card i was so mad and i'm like you know what it's all right just breathe calm down it's okay straight little killer like you know what just call the bank and see if you can get it overnight no you can't you got to go to the bank so i'm like all right all right cool whatever goes to the bank gets the new card the next day i'm like okay it's all right then my job hits me with some bad news and i'm like you know what i'm gonna still breathe i'm gonna still breathe and then um i was kind of checked by someone at my job so i just completely snapped it was no more breathing it was no more nothing it was like i turned into the incredible hawk but like when i snapped it wasn't like i was talking i was typing so, <laughs> so i was typing my keys extra hard like it sounded like that that was that was me hopefully that wasn't too loud but that was definitely me anyway my week has been very colorful and i've been trying to tell myself to breathe um but it's crazy how the simpsons might be right again so when i say that is okay so donald trump has the coronavirus him and his wife i'm not saying that you know it's probably going to be deadly for him i'm not saying that i'm just going off of his age and i know that they're going to do everything to protect him and make sure that he's healthy and stuff but i do want to throw out there that the simpsons didn't predict that he was gonna die they did predict it i'm just being a messenger not saying that he is but they haven't been wrong and it makes me think this writer at the simpson has a gift has a real gift because this writer knows stuff i'm you know i'm just being a messenger don't shoot me about it um the presidential debate i didn't watch it 
don't really care. It's exactly what I expected. I expected Joe um, not to be as aggressive as Donald Trump because we know he has a mouth. We know he has Twitter fingers. Who knows all that? And then also at the same time, Joe isn't an aggressive person really. Like I really feel like he has uh, dementia. And I'm not trying to be shady, but I really feel like there's something going on there. But I guess that's none of my business. But this week, I've been really having to tell myself to breathe. Like, literally. But let's get to the show. This week, I was reading this article about anxiety. And it was titled, This is How You Love Someone with Anxiety. I agreed with some of the things that was in the article. But I also disagreed with some of the things that was in the article. So I was like, you know what? What's a better way to help people understand than to explain it myself? I always think that it's better to come from the horse's mouth. Um, so why not help people understand? So I started having anxiety attacks back in 2016. Um, after a while, I learned how to control it. But I had my first anxiety attack in a long time, like two weeks ago. So let me tell you what happened. So I was in a car with my cousin. She was driving um, with her daughter in the car. And we were on 696. And if you're inside of, if you're in Michigan, you know what 696 is. So we in a fast lane. And she was explaining to me, you know, the stories, the story and the day leading up to um, our friend who committed suicide. She was kind of explaining to me what led up to that moment, right? So... I asked the question. I'm the one that opened the door. I'm the one that wanted to know. So it was totally my fault. It's not her fault. But she felt bad about it. And I felt bad that she felt bad anyway. <laughs> but I I did ask her about it. And as she was explaining it, it, I just felt like my body temperature rising. Like you ever took some shots and then them shots start kicking in and you start being like, ooh, it's hot in here. You're like, it was one of those moments. And then like, it's just started getting hard to breathe. And then I started hearing my heartbeat. Like, I started kind of not hearing her as much, but hearing my heartbeat over what she was saying. And then I felt like the car was closing in. Like, you ever seen one of those movies where someone was in a car and they were trying to kill somebody and they put, like, the car in that metal thing and they crushed it? It felt like one of those moments. Like, it was so bad that I was like... I was like, I don't want to scare you, but I can't breathe. I got to get out of the car. And she's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I said, I, you got to get off this freeway. I got to get out of this car. I got to get out of here. So she in the fast lane, y'all. So it's like four lanes on 696. She literally, we were right there at an exit. She swerved off. <laughs> she swerved off the freeway and got me out of the car. I got out of the car, kind of had a pace, about 10 paces. Give me about 30 seconds. And I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. I scared her so bad, and I felt so bad. I felt so bad that I scared her. <laughs> but that was her first time really experiencing, like, seeing someone actually have an anxiety attack like that. Um, but it was such a learning experience for her. She did a really good job because she could have freaked out in that car, and we could have, yeah, who knows. But I wanted to talk about it because... I feel like a lot of people um, that haven't done, dealt with anxiety or doesn't know much about it are sometimes insensitive to it. And so a big thing to really understand about anxiety is that it comes in different shapes, forms, and fashions. Um, it has 
50 different shades. There is a major league. There is a minor league when it comes to anxiety. Like, it's his own thing. Like, it's his own whole thing. And I always try to give it a funny approach. And I always try to make people laugh when I explain it. Because I believe that if you're entertained, it helps you really grasp what's going on. Like, it's not a funny thing at all. But it helps you understand, like, what some people deal with. Like... I understood what Summer Walker was dealing with. And if some of you guys don't even know who Summer Walker is, um, she's a singer. And basically, she had social anxiety where she couldn't really, like, she performed, but she was very, very afraid. Um, you got to think about it. Like, um, one big thing with people that have anxiety attacks is that sometimes they are in their mind or thinking about the worst case scenario of something like you don't know if she was up there and she was afraid that if she moved one way she was gonna fall or if she's saying the wrong note she was gonna throw up because it literally puts jitters in your body like it really makes you you nervous like some people when they're having an anxiety attack they start like kind of shaking a little bit um some people like as you heard like sometimes i will feel like i can't i can't breathe at all like i'll literally had the windows down, getting a whole bunch of air in my face and still be like, I don't get no air, I'm breathing. Like, I feel like how Spongebob was in that um, episode, like when he was trying to tell Sandy that he liked air, but he really needed water. So he was like, I like air. Like, I, I feel like that when I'm having anxiety attack, like, I like air, but I'm not getting it. Um, but uh, one thing, one example that I want to express to people especially people that have ate like an edible if you ever had the wrong edible you understand how a person with anxiety actually feel because if you ate the wrong edible before I'm pretty sure you were at that moment where you felt like oh this is the point of my death like you literally heard your heart beating like um you probably literally <laughs> was having a problem just just functioning and just like a thousand thoughts of worst case scenarios probably was going in your head that's what some people with anxiety actually deal with and then sometimes some people with anxiety just have paranoia um and it's not something that literally happens every single day um i haven't really met anyone that has an anxiety every anxiety attack every single day so it's something that's like kind of periodically it really depends on the stress level of the person and it depends on the news that they're getting um i always try to tell myself like you know maybe not try to stay away from asking questions that you don't want the answers to unless you prepare for it because i know me um if i have an anxiety attack i gotta give myself a second to kind of walk away because it like the air get too thick sometimes so I really feel like it's a it's a need for me to help people understand like if you are around somebody that's having an anxiety attack it's a couple of things that you probably should know in my opinion the first thing that you should do when you're associated with someone that has anxiety and they have expressed this to you the first thing that you should do is learn how to be respectful 
of their anxiety attacks like if you see them having an anxiety attacks you want to ask them beforehand like so what do you want me to do because nine times out of ten this person has experienced it so they'll be able to tell you well i just like to be alone so if i'm experiencing anxiety attack you know usher me to a section where no one is so i can just have a moment to myself or you know if you see me having an anxiety attack you know give me a hug or you know grab my hand squeeze my hand and let me know that everything is okay you know, you want to be respectful of what someone is going through. Because I know for me, um, it took me a long time to be able to express exactly what I need when I'm experiencing or I'm getting ready to. Because sometimes I can feel myself going into an anxiety attack. Like when I was in the car with my cousin, my cousin Portia a couple weeks ago and I had that anxiety attack, I felt myself going into that. So I'm like, you know what, let's hurry up and get off this freeway because I can't breathe. I don't want to freak out. I don't want to freak you out. Let's just go ahead. But it takes a lot of time to actually be able to do that because I'm telling you, like, it took me forever to be able to kind of control my anxiety attack and to be able to deal with it on my own. Like, if I was by myself, I really don't need nobody. I can deal with it, you know. But you want to be respectful of what someone is going through. So I think that's the first step of understanding a person what anxiety is to literally ask the question and don't walk on like pins and needles just kind of be straight up with a person especially if they already told you that they're dealing with it um one thing that you want to avoid though like is telling a person that's having an anxiety attack or they just previously have an anxiety attack that they're over exaggerating or they're overreacting don't do that don't do that at all because to me I've heard that before. Um, and when a person is having an anxiety attack, they're vulnerable for a second. So for me, when I've heard that, I, I literally went to an anger mode. And I literally get defensive and say, oh, okay, because I thought that you never had an anxiety attack before. So I don't understand how you can tell me how I'm feeling right now. How could I be over-exaggerated with something that you've never experienced before? So if you don't want somebody to jump down your throat, be careful how you what you say, especially if you haven't experienced it. Like for men to tell women that cramps isn't that bad when they never experienced it. But as soon as they stomach hurt after they ate something that's probably bold and they got the bubble guts, then they'd be like, oh, my stomach really hurts. Like, come on, come on. You know, good example, though. I'm not trying to <laughs> say all men say that, but I see I hear it a lot with men like, oh, cramps isn't that bad. Like. Come on, shake it off. Um, but that's that's one thing. Um, here's another thing that you should probably know, but it should be common sense. But at the same time, common sense isn't so common anymore. But if you are associated with someone that's dealing with anxiety, um, don't just make it your business to tell everybody that this person have anxiety attacks and that they deal with that. Make sure that you get permission from the other person to give their information. Um, I see that a lot, and that usually causes a lot of problems. Not a lot of people are like me and feel comfortable with letting that information out. And they're not comfortable with it because, let's be honest, right now is the time that most people are really starting to talk about mental health and anxiety for real, for real. Like, you know, before that, people used to just always make jokes. Like, I remember watching movies like Not Another Teen Movie and different ones that would have ske sketches and scenes of people with mental illnesses and make a joke out of it like i remember um i, I think it was not another teen movie when a girl was auditioning to be a cheerleader but she had tourette's so she kept on having like outbursts 
in the middle of the cheers and like the outburst was like crazy like she'll say crazy stuff like lick her booty something like it's <laughs> I, I don't like really remember but it's been something that people have made fun of um, for a long time and then you know since people were uneducated about like what anxiety attacks were and a lot of things people would just be like oh you had that you crazy you know so it's like be careful how you tell somebody information make sure that they're comfortable with it and they're okay with other people knowing it because like i said it's a moment of vulnerability for that person you know when they have an anxiety attack that's kind of like the worst feeling it's kind of like a heart attack but not a heart attack and it's kind of like being suffocated out in the open so you know i would say uh, treat it like hipaa if you don't know what hipaa is it's basically you know the the healthcare a way of saying that this is the person's business and it's protected so cheap treat it like that you know don't give out somebody business unless you got permission don't tell somebody um what another person going through and that's for anything like that's why i said it's common sense uh, but that's one thing that um you really should not do and then also on the other hand for a person that the, like that's having anxiety attacks that you know kind of just started having anxiety attacks because it happens in different phases of life like some people don't never deal with it i think i don't know but they don't never admit it but um it happens in different phases sometimes it happens after a traumatic death or after a traumatic experience like it's a lot of people that's randomly just getting shot in the city and like you know they they're surviving but you got to think of the anxiety that they might have after like getting in the car again because there's a lot of people that's just driving on the freeway and getting shot so it's like anxiety can come up in a person's life you know depending on the situation and sometimes i don't even know if it's hereditary i don't know if it's something that um you can get like passed down i believe in like curse fail like hereditary curses so um i don't know if other people believe in that but I would say that uh, anxiety attacks is like such a, a different ballpark, man. It really is. I had to kind of like take a pause. Like I'm literally having this conversation. Like I had it before, but I want to make sure that I give as much personal experience because for so long I was embarrassed about having anxiety attacks. I was embarrassed because I, I honestly thought the people that dealt with like being claustrophobic and stuff, I thought it was a joke. Honestly, I didn't understand how a person um, could be scared of being enclosed in a closet or something like that. And it took me to have an anxiety attack to know like, yo, this is real. Like, I don't understand what happened in these spaces, but the air literally just disappears. So, um... I would tell a person that is actually dealing with, you know, anxiety attacks to know that, you know, it's normal. It's definitely normal. Um, I would t tell a person also that it's usually people around you that's dealing with anxiety attacks but are afraid to actually say something. Because, like I said, people have talked about it and laughed about it and made jokes about it for years. Um, it's only now that um, it's a few people that are quote-unquote woke that people admire that's actually talking about it so other people feel like it's now okay to actually you know talk about their mental situations but i would tell a person to you know find a way within yourself to be comfortable to talk about it 
and find a way to you know be comfortable with other people knowing about it because I think the best thing about me having anxiety attacks and being open about it is that like sometimes um, I had someone that went through an anxiety attack never went through one before and I kind of was able to give them more information and since like we didn't regularly talk at all but this person kind of knew that I had dealt with it so I was able to guide that person on like what I usually do to actually help me in the middle of an anxiety attack and how I actually learned how to grow control over it like I don't fully have control but I can sense when it's coming on so I can you know kind of get the scene set <laughs> for the moment um, but now that I've controlled it I don't have it as much I can kind of control my thoughts but it's really levels to it it's really levels to it it's not it's not easy at all but it's definitely nothing to be embarrassed about nothing at all nothing to be embarrassed about um so i want to remind somebody that has had an anxiety attack or is having them like don't feel embarrassed bro like just work on it control it it's something else that you have to have to master it's kind of like once again going through the stage of um crawling to walking again so you got to learn how to walk again but just with a new a new skill set that's going to be under your belt and as we approach the end of anxiety 101 um, i want to let people know that if you didn't if you experience anxiety attacks um, i would say treat it as a skill set um, i have this thing that's called the resume of life everything that i experienced that i learned from i tried to kind of keep a memory of it in my head because you never know when someone is going to need that skill set. You never know when someone else around you is going to be experiencing the same exact thing that you've already experienced. And you might be able to help ease the pain off of them because you already experienced it. Like, for example, have you ever went on a trip and someone you didn't know was getting ready to go on a trip to the same place, but they seen pictures of you on Instagram or on Facebook and they commented and say, hey, I seen that you went such and such. How was it? It's the same exact thing when it comes to like, you know, things that you're going through in life. It's a resume of life. Not only should you have a resume when it comes to your job and stuff like that, but you should always keep a mental resume of what you've been through in life and how you can help somebody else not go through what you've been through. So I say treat it like that. Treat it like it's something that's going to add more value to you because I don't care what nobody say. Um, having self-control, having self-discipline, and being, you know, in control of how you think is sexy, okay? Because don't nobody want no wild person that can't control themselves, especially at my age, at 28. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, thank you. Like, that, that's for the early 20s. So if you're listening to this and you're in your early 20s, it's okay for you to, you know, kind of be a little wild and uncontrolled. But just know that. After a certain age, that ain't cute. That's not attractive. Well, not to a caliber woman like me, period. That was me having my conceited moment. But no, seriously, um, take it as something to add value to your life. Because once you can control um, your breathing, control how you think in situations, you will be good when it's under when you're under pressure. Because you already experienced that. Like I tell people that all the time. Like, um... When I have my anxiety attacks, sometimes I kind of like coach myself through it because it's not going to always be somebody there to help you. 
so being in control helps you you know and all because you can't always depend on other people you have to be interdependent and that's just on period um but hopefully i said something that'll help you when you're interacting with somebody that deals with anxiety or if you're a person that experiences anxiety hopefully i help you feel like a little bit comfortable to let you know that everyone at some point in their life i believe deals with anxiety they may not admit it or anything like that but everyone has dealt with it before probably the minor leads maybe the major leads but it comes to us in life um, at different parts of life sometimes it'll start when you're older sometimes it'll start when you're younger anxiety does not have an age demographic or anything like that so don't feel bad about how you feel what you're going through just learn within yourself how to control it it's not going to happen overnight but every day that you catch yourself doing something that you don't like that's another moment where you can realize in yourself that i'm going to do better next time i'm gonna do better next time and then after a while you won't even have to deal with it as much like the the anxiety attack that i had two weeks ago was the first one i had in months i want to yeah unlike a lot of months so it gets easy after a while so be easy everything will work out and it's good and then it's on timing this has been mika and i'm out of here all right i have real questions how does your car look right now? Is it clean on the outside but not clean on the inside or vice versa? Uh-uh. Whether you're having a hot girl summer or a city boy summer, your car need to be looking good if you're going to be looking good inside of it. So here's the resolution. Make sure you call Simply Clean Mobile Car Washing and get your car looking good. Make sure it's restored back to new. And it'll only be done at Simply Clean Mobile Car Wash. So give them a call at 586 646 0403 586-646-0403. You will not complain. I guarantee that. You heard it here first on Moments with Mika.